Welcome to Beyond the Resumes, a career and professional development platform designed for you, the modern global professional. My name is Jerry Wan, and I invite you to join me every day as we learn from leaders from various industries representing the entire world. They'll share with us both their worst and best advice and a book that inspires them daily. Be sure to join our newsletter at beyondtheresumes.com, follow us on social media at Beyond the Resumes, and share this with a friend, classmate, or colleague. Thank you so much for tuning in, and here now is today's guest. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Resumes. Wherever you are, whenever you've been listening to this, we wish you safety, health, and happiness in whatever you are pursuing today and whatever you are pursuing in life. Uh, Today, I have the distinct honor of having one of my great friends here. He's done a lot of crazy stuff. He continues to do a lot of amazing things. And most importantly, he is a great dude, a kind human being, an amazing father, husband. And so really looking forward, and I hope you are too, to learn the words, the world's best and worst advice from my friend, Sabo Shen today. Hey, Sabo. Hey, Jerry. Thanks for having me on the show. Really glad you're here. You've run companies. You've worked at some of the biggest names in technology, and you're doing a whole lot of other things that are really impacting people in a positive way. But in your own words, share with the audience a little bit more about Sabo. Yeah, sure. Um, as you said, I worked for a bunch of um, uh, uh, tech firms back in the day. I was in business and revenue generating roles. Uh, all five companies I worked for fortunately had successful exits. And I currently run three companies in the cannabis space, Burner Lab, Hanu Labs, and Vape Exhale, which all target different uh, demographics in the cannabis space. And so you also enjoy helping people. You are a member of many different communities and um you just like helping people. Where, where did that passion come from to want to help other people uh, throughout their life's journeys? You know, when I was younger, I, I, I wasn't bullied, but I was always like the smallest kid in my classes. And I always felt like this pressure of having to perform in a way. And I always felt like I didn't get the support that I needed. So I think when I was growing up and as I was coming into my own power, you know, I really felt like, you know, if I could have a role model, you know, or the child version of myself could have a role model, how much easier life would have been as far as learning a lot of these things. So that's been a really big part of what drives me today. That is awesome, man. So I'm sure throughout your career and your entrepreneurial journey, you've had a lot of people share their advice, uh, probably have given you some good ones, some bad ones. Um, what is the worst bit of advice somebody has ever shared with you and, and why was it so bad? Yeah, I think probably he who dies with the most toys wins. You know, like that that advice really you know, set me on the path of really trying to accumulate as much power and money as possible, thinking that if I accumulate enough power or enough money, I would be happy. And what I found is it doesn't matter how much power or money you accumulate. If you're not happy with yourself, you're just going to be an unhappy person with a lot of power and money. I think that's excellent, man. Um, I remember, I don't remember who told it to me, but it was just under this notion that if you are trying to collect things that are quantifiable, then there's actually no limit to what your your greed can be, right? So if you're counting dollars, there's an infinite number of dollars and there's always going to be somebody richer than you. And so the goal keeps moving. But if you're chasing something that is unquantifiable, like contentment, happiness, or peace, then you get to dictate when is good enough. And so I think that's a really good... Unfortunately, we, we see a lot of uh, our friends, our peers, um, older and younger, um, still live by that motto. And, you know, even go put themselves in precarious positions to try to, you know, give the perception that they are at a certain stage in their life. And so 
you know, I, again, these are life lessons that you and I have learned over the years. And uh, for some, it takes a little bit of different experience to get there. But um, excellent, uh, bad advice that we no longer believe in. And of all the stuff you've heard, what has stuck with you the most? And, and so another way to ask, what is the best advice you've ever received? Yeah, so my answer will be a cliche one, but I'll explain. You know, the best advice I ever heard was, be you. And be you is so generic. It's so kind of all-encompassing. And, you know, the truth is being you is very, very difficult. And for a lot of the younger people listening, you know, you might be thinking, you know, how do you be you? And the truth is, in order to be yourself, you have to try on a lot of different masks, a lot of different personas as you grow up and really start seeing like which one actually fits you. And one of my mentors, Paul Check, said that, you know, he believes it's not until the age of 35 where you have enough life experience to really trust that your decisions are your decisions versus, you know, the amalgamation of all the advice that you've heard in this world. So, you know, what I found is being myself has made it so much easier to attract the right type of business partners versus when I was trying to emulate you know, whoever my business idols were or my professional idols. So being you is, is my answer for the best advice I got. I love it. My whole mantra in life and regardless of what project I'm in is to try to do myself and to inspire others to live their most authentic lives. And it took me a long time to understand enough about myself to understand what that meant for me. And of course, all of us have different life journeys and it would you know, it, it takes different experiences and time for people to figure it out. And I think it's particularly to us, the challenge with emulating successful people is that the way that business or success has been, not just in this country, but around the world, the image of success are generally people that don't look like me and you, that don't have the same experiences that you and I've had culturally and socially. And, and so when we strive to be something, when we try, when we try to strive to be something based on a somebody that's very different than us, there's a lot of conflict that we're not actually prepared to deal with. Um, and so I think that's excellent, man. And so whatever it is, whatever you means to you, and that means so much different, uh, so differently for different people. So excellent. So don't collect the riches and be you. And so those are the good things that you've heard. And now share your best bit of advice. What is a Saboism that you want to leave on to the world? Yeah, so what I would like to lead onto the world is... You know, and this is a continuation of being you. And what I found is if you could do inner child work, which I know sounds like some woo-woo California hippie stuff, is doing inner child work will really uncover a lot of the mental frameworks that you utilize in life today. And one of the best examples I like to give is um, like my wife, her parents lived through the Cultural Revolution in China. So a lot of the things that they taught my wife were how to survive, you know, like if your country went through a cultural revolution and obviously her growing up in America, it's completely different, right? And so she was running like this, this operating system that was developed during the cultural revolution while living in America. And obviously a lot of the things that helped you thrive during the cultural revolution are not things that help you thrive in this society. So by doing more inner child work and really understanding like, hey, why do I like the things that I like? Why do I need the attention that I need? You know, why do I have all of these things that are happening to me? You know, what is the reason behind that? And, you know, I think Simon Sinek and a bunch of other offers, you know, authors have books on like, you know, the power of why or finding out your why. But I do believe that if you never find out your why, then you'll be doing a lot of projects. And at the end of the projects, if it's not your purpose, then you'll be feeling like you just ate a bunch of empty calories. So for me, the best advice is 
go give your inner child a hug, understand, you know, what really makes you tick. And once you understand what your purpose is, it'll be so much easier to find what type of occupation or what type of things you could do in life that will really fill your cup. That's awesome. And I think all your three pieces of advice are all interconnected. And what I also know about you, Sabo, is that you're an avid reader and an avid learner. Uh, many successful people are. Uh, but of all the things that you've read, uh, what is the your what is your most favorite book uh, in terms of its biggest impact on the way you see the world today? Yes. So, um, oh man, this is such a loaded question. But if I had to just keep it to one book, it would be Finite and Infinite Games by James Kars. And the reason for that is that... Um, he talks about there's two types of games, finite and infinite games. Finite games have beginning and end. They also have rules. And there's also a winner and loser. And so finite games could be like a soccer game. It could be getting like a, 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 a attorney degree. It could be making partner at your law firm, you know. And because there are winners and losers, you know, depending on the outcome, your general feeling will be dependent on that outcome, whereas an infinite game Instead of playing within the rules or the boundaries, you're looking at it horizontally. And just like when you look at the horizon, you know, the closer you walk to the horizon, well, the horizon's just as far. So the point of the infinite game isn't to win or lose. It's to enjoy yourself while playing the infinite game of life. And yes, within the infinite game of life, there could be a bunch of finite games. But if you understand you're playing a finite game within the game, you'll have so much more fun. And then if you could pull yourself out and realize all these finite games are actually just a continuum of the infinite game, then I find the people that could subscribe to this philosophy are the people that enjoy life, regardless if they're winning or losing, because they see life as a game to be played with enjoyment as opposed to winners or losers. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for your knowledge and, and sharing your thoughts with us. Um, to get in touch with Sabo, he's got a very cool website. It's at sabonose.com. You can find him on Instagram at Sabo Shen. Don't worry about the spelling. We'll have all the links for you in the show notes and give you a very easy way to connect with him. He's involved in a number of different media businesses and podcasts. So uh, we'll have everything that you can find on Sabo uh, in, the, in the show notes below. Sabo, thanks so much for making time for us today always, always love and enjoy our conversations and excited for more fun ones ahead. And the best of luck to you and your family as we navigate COVID together. And hopefully, and really looking forward to hanging out with you in person very soon. Uh, dude, totally. And I love this new 10-minute format. We got so much done and it's helped me become much more succinct too, as I like to be a bit verbose with the things that I say. Awesome. Thanks. And uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you next time. Bye.